Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Let'sTruck.com. Today is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. This is the show where we take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Diet, nutrition, food, fitness, training, injury, disease, drugs, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and call us. We've been lied to for decades, and it's killing us. When it comes to health and nutrition, most of what we've been told is just wrong. And Kim and I are here to help you understand the way to find your healthy destination. We do it with real food, and as always, we wrap it around that trucking lifestyle and help you see how to do it while you're on the road. So, Kim, it's that time of the week. Welcome back. Oh, so glad to be here, Kevin. So normally I usually have a topic, uh, something I want to talk about, and I have a whole list of them that I could do on this show. And this week I just didn't get time to really put one of them together the way I wanted to. I, it, The usual stuff's all going on, but we have the uh, the Louisville truck show is not that far away, so I'm getting ready for that. But I also have the NTA conference coming up in, I think we're under two weeks now. Um, mm, so yeah, you're, you're like a week and a half. <laughs> yeah. Um, don't remind me. Um, two weeks. <laughs> I so I'm getting ready for that. And, and that, you know, I've been speaking for a long time. So it, I'm usually pretty well prepared, but. You know, I've been speaking to the same three groups for a long time. It's usually either a group of drivers and owner operators or fleet executives or brokers. Those are the three groups that I kind of talk to. And I've been doing that long enough that if somebody said, hey, you have to give a presentation in a half hour, I, I could go do it. I have enough stuff, enough material. You know, I've done it enough times. But now I'm speaking to a whole different group. Um the NTA conference is mostly going to be um, healthcare professionals of some sort. So clearly NTPs and NTCs, um, chiropractors, uh, functional medicine doctors, doctors of Chinese medicine, you know, naturopaths. So this is a whole different crowd for me. So I'm, I'm a little freaked out about just trying to get mm -hmm. ready for it. The list of other speakers, I mean, their credentials are awesome. They speak all over the world. There are PhDs and researchers and doctors. And so um, I, I want to make sure that, you know, my material's solid. Um, fortunately, most of what I'm talking about is going to be more on the business side, um, which I, you know, I'm pretty comfortable with that. But um, I'm excited. I think it's going to be a great event. I'm looking forward to meeting a lot of people. And it is also open to the public. So you do get people who are there to learn more about health, but primarily um, it's practitioners. So I'm going to be speaking um, more about, you know, helping practitioners with the business side of things. So I'm pretty comfortable with that. Um, I've been getting a lot of um, questions uh, about ketogenic from the group, um, like on Facebook in the NTP group, be, it, more and more people are becoming interested in the ketogenic diet. And it's kind of what specialize in. It works really well with our audience. So I've been getting a lot of questions. So I have a feeling I'm going to be talking a lot about that there as well. So 
Um, with all the preparation and that coming up in Louisville, and we have a couple other big projects we've been working on, I don't have anything this week. So that just means we can get to more questions. Um, yeah. One of the things I do want to start with, I do have one thing that I've been getting a lot of emails, a lot of messages online. I've been reading a lot about people who started either a keto, paleo, or just a whole food diet, just trying to eat more real food. And they saw amazing results. You know, they lost weight, their blood sugar went down, their blood pressure was better. Lots of symptoms that they had over the years, maybe joint pain or skin issues, they went away. And, but with the stories I've been getting of people who have fallen off the wagon, um, mm -hmm. some of them intentionally, they, you know, went on a cruise or vacation or whatever. And overwhelmingly, every one of them said within days of going back to eating that way, symptoms came back, you know, moodiness, all kinds of crazy symptoms. But I think it's, it's really good to see that. You know, I think it's good for people to say, you know, I started eating better and all this stuff improved. And if I go back, it comes back. You know, that that's the one thing we have to get in our head is that diets aren't part time. You know, you, you can't go back to if, if eating is causing all your problems and we know that it is eating a certain way. You can't ever go back to eating that way or the problems are going to come back. So it's almost like in the, the messages people are sending me, it's just reinforcing their belief that this really does work. This is really just about food. And I think it's very empowering to know that our health really is in our control. Because I think for a lot of us, especially as we get older, we hit our 40s, 50s, 60s, things start to deteriorate. We think that's just the way it has to be. And it really doesn't. It happens that way because it's just decades of us eating the wrong stuff. Cool thing is you can turn that around pretty quickly. Yeah, and it kind of goes in line with there was a little tidbit I had read, um, and it was just it was like a little paragraph. Adjust your attitude and lose big, and it was around weight loss. But I I can see it being with like what you're talking about because I agree with you too. I think it's good sometimes to slip up. And we're so hyper aware of how our body reacts to things. We're really in tune to, you know, hey, that stunk. <laughs> I don't want to feel that way. And I think it goes back to that whole thing where we're not focusing on what we can't have and, um, you know, look at all the stuff we can't have that we used to have, but rather um, realizing the, the, the um, oh, just the, the pleasures we get that's not like a weight loss goal or just it, it's that feeling good. It's that having the energy then to, be the parent we want to be or, or the coworker and that kind of stuff. And really focusing on that and saying, I'm not willing to let that go. That's way more important than, you know, um, you know, completely having, you know, a complete weekend blowout, you know, let yourself have that every now and then, you know, don't consider it a cheat. It's not a cheat day. It's not anything like that. It's just, you know, it, it's what you choose to eat or what you choose not to eat and own it and, enjoy it if you want to do that, but also recognize the, uh, uh, the benefits that are so much bigger than anything we can, you know, enjoy that we might think isn't in line. Yeah. You know what? I just thought of a topic. Um, I said I wasn't going <laughs> to, I didn't, uh, but I thought of one. And, you know, our role, what we do here, we 
for our listeners, which are drivers and owner operators, we have a very specific market and we are always looking out for ways to make their life better. I mean, that's the whole point of our business. That's what we do. And one of the things that we've clearly identified about eating on the road are all the challenges. You know, we know that doing this at home is hard enough. You know, changing the way you eat, changing the foods you buy, being, you know, not everybody's on board with it. So we know all the challenges, but then trying to do it on the road, we know what the problems are. One, storage. You know, they may have a refrigerator. It's going to be small. They're probably not going to have a freezer at all in the truck. That limits storage pretty drastically. Um, the ability to just go to a Whole Foods. It can be done, and, and I do it when I'm on the road and, and traveling that way, but we know that's more difficult. You don't always have time to go out and do that. And, and again, because you only have so much storage in the truck, you have to go a lot. If you want high-quality food, you're going to have to be hitting a store like that a couple times a week, uh, and that's not always convenient. Then we know cooking in the truck is difficult. You know, uh, there's only so much room for appliances. Then we have the whole cleanup issue. So I, I've been racking my brain about ways that we could overcome all those challenges. And I've looked at the idea of, you know, food delivery, meal deliveries, like the big thing now is, you know, the home boxes that you get with all the mm -hmm. ingredients, recipes, work, you know, completed meals that kind of thing. But then you have the logistics problems. You can do that to somebody who has a house and an address, but how do you supply somebody who's, who never knows where they're going to be three days from now? So that idea, you know, kind of a meal delivery wasn't going to work. So I, I came across something and I, I still have to do some research on whether or not I could make the numbers work, but I want to just throw it out there. Very prelim preliminary but I want to get some feedback on whether or not people would be at all interested in a service like this. Um, so I will get to a break. I'll come back and we'll talk about that. And I, I'd love to get some feedback either here on the air. And I know not everybody can get through, but feedback, you can send us an email to support at let's truck.com. And I'll tell you what I want feedback on right after this. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Robsford. This is Destination Health. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. So, Kim, I've been doing a lot of research on, on different ways to preserve food and, you know, how to make food more shelf stable and just a, a lot of ideas around food preparation and, you know, how could we solve these problems that we have in the truck. And I came across freeze drying. 
And one of the reasons you don't see a lot of freeze drying is when you look at ways to preserve food, whether it's canning, pickling, dehydrating, smoking, all those things that you could do to make food more stable, freeze drying is the most difficult and the most expensive. It requires a tremendous amount of energy to freeze dry food. But when you look at the advantages to freeze dried, it retains almost all the nutrients. Whereas every other form of preserving food destroys a lot of the nutrients. So freeze drying is, it keeps a very nutritious product. It makes the product very light, which could be an advantage. And it is by far the longest lasting. So you can take virtually any food, freeze dry it, package it properly, and it has a 20-year shelf life, which is just wow. incredible. Yeah. And you, to bring it back, you just usually add boiling water or warm water. That, depending on the food, there are different ways you bring it back. But surprisingly, the food is very, very similar to fresh. So the nutrient value is close, the taste, the texture, the color. Um, I, I've been comparing it to virtually every other form of preserving food, and it's better in every way. And I thought, geez, why, does, why isn't this caught on more? And, and a lot of it is cost. But uh, another part of it is just for most everyday use, freeze drying is just not practical. It's too expensive. It's hard to find. Most of the freeze dried food on the market is just garbage. It's usually the really long term survival camping kind of stuff. Those groups you know, are the ones that buy the freeze-dried stuff. But I've been experimenting with it, and it's pretty amazing. And I got thinking, doesn't this solve almost every problem dealing with food in the truck? Because we don't, it doesn't need to be refrigerated at all. It's totally shelf-stable with no refrigeration for that 20 years, which is just crazy. So now we have no worries about freezer or refrigerator, they're not necessary for any of this food. The way most of this food works to rehydrate it, it's in a foil pouch and you can literally pour the hot water into the pouch and eat it out of the pouch. So we need only one appliance. We just need a way to heat water. And there's lots of easy ways to do that. We have virtually no cleanup. We can source much better quality. We could do grass-fed meat and organic vegetables, and you know we could create very specific meals like paleo meals or keto meals or a high fat, whatever it might be. And to me, looking at all the issues of trying to eat on the road, this solves that problem. They're lighter and easier to ship. Again, one of the big things is just the shelf life. You know, if you want to order, you know, a month's worth of these meals and have it delivered to your house, even if you don't get back there for a month, so what? It's not hurting it to just sit there. And then you take as much as you want in the truck and it doesn't have to be stored cold. So the more I look at this, the more I'm thinking, this is really the answer, um, this freeze drying. And the only question I still have left to work out is whether or not it would be economically feasible. You know, how much money would somebody be willing to pay for that kind of convenience to be able to know that no matter what, 
the whole time you're in the truck, you could be eating as clean as you want to eat. And that's virtually impossible on the road right now. So what I'd love is some feedback. And what I'm shooting for is if, if we were to do this or we were to partner with somebody else, because right now that this kind of freeze-dried food doesn't exist. I've looked all over the market. Nobody is really focusing on quality. You know, nobody is doing any kind of paleo or keto or, you know, grass-fed or organic. Most of it is just kind of camping and survival food, and, and nobody's worried about quality. So I've, I've tested a lot of these. The taste is fine. Texture's good. The, the process of freeze-drying, I think, is awesome. It's just nobody has really ever focused on quality. So, you know, if we were to do this, we would either have to take it on ourselves, or we would have to go partner with somebody and create a whole new line. Like I say, the, the food that I'm talking about doesn't exist yet. So my goal would be if we were to create, say, a meal plan where, you know, you would get a complete keto meal or a complete paleo meal. So there'd virtually be no preparation. You would open the pouch, pour in your hot water, eat it right out of the pouch, you're done. And you're getting, you know, really high quality. You're getting the right macronutrient balance. You're getting nutrient-dense whole food. Um, from what I understand, this kind of food needs no preservatives. That's what kind of – I look at these yeah. foods that yeah. are already out there that are freeze-dried, and they put all these preservatives in it. I'm thinking, why did they do that? I've studied this. It's not necessary at all. The whole process of freeze-drying is what preserves the food. And I think for the most part, it's just the typical industrial food system that we have. They do things this way. It's just cheaper that way. But I, so my goal would be if it were a meal, we would want to be competitive with what a meal eating at a truck stop would cost you. Whether you go to you know a Subway at the truck stop for lunch or Denny's for breakfast or the restaurant for dinner, whatever it might be, my guess is people are spending an average of 10 or 12 bucks a meal. If they eat out, maybe half that for a, you know, a breakfast. But, you know, if, if we could get prices for this kind of food in line with what you're already spending to eat junk out, fast food, truck stops, if we could deliver really high quality freeze dried meals, I want to know if people would be interested in that. Because if we're going to do it, it would be a pretty big undertaking. And, mm -hmm. I, I, you know, but I think it could solve a huge problem that we see with drivers. It's one of the things we hear all the time. Well, I just couldn't get to the store. Or I can't, you know, find grass fed. I don't really cook in my truck. So I'm, I'm excited about the idea. I'd love to get some feedback if, if people would be interested in a service like that. Yeah, I think that's pretty cool. Hey, did it, is that, I was picturing them loading the boat up. That's them echoing again. Sammy Ekinen, when they did that row, is that what they did? Yeah. Did they take yeah, it? Exactly. That's what I thought. I could picture that, yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm going to go back to that. I'm glad you brought that up. I want to go back and look. <laughs> too because you know they they had that they had the same issues to to an extreme they had to store he was going through what was it 8000 calories a day and she was going through 5000 calories a day and they were gone 50 days you start to do the math on that yeah it, the amount of food so yeah that they faced those same problems and that's the way they solved that issue um Mm -hmm. So I, 
like I said, the and, and I believe they did. No, I know for sure they did all of their own because they customized their food. They knew exactly right. how many calories and how much fat. And so that's kind of what I'm looking at. That same idea. We mm-hmm. could custom. We could do. You could do a meal plan that would say this meal plan follows a 70 percent fat, 20 percent protein, 10 percent carbohydrate ratio or, you know, whatever the macronutrient balance might be. You could customize the foods like that or these foods are this meal plan is paleo and it could be up to 100 grams of carbs a day or whatever it might be. But the idea would be you could focus on one really high quality, you know, good macronutrient balance and convenience, you know, being able to do this in the truck. So even for people who already do cook and they're doing okay, wouldn't it be nice to just have a a stash of these in the truck? You don't have to worry about storage and shelf life. And those times when you're just in a hurry, you could grab something, heat up some water and have a meal. That's pretty cool. I love your. I love how you think out of the box because then you say it. We're like, oh yeah, <laughs> be kind of good. Yeah. Well, it'll be yeah. interesting. It'll be interesting to to see what you find out more about this. Yeah. So I'd love to get some. Um, oh boy, that's interesting. Michael just sent me uh, a link to a um, something similar. So that's good. I can go research that and get an idea. And that helps because one of the things my question is, is this even economically feasible? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm looking at some of their meals here and they're in the 10, 10 or 11 dollar range for a for a meal kind of thing. So if, if people would be willing to spend, say, anywhere from seven to fifteen dollars depending on portion size and, and meal um, I think we could make this work I think it would be economically feasible at that price level so I will uh, I'll keep working on the numbers and the research and I'd love to get some feedback from people so um, good or bad any ideas along those lines would you be interested drop us an email to support at letstruck.com. We'll be right back. We're going to get to your calls and questions right after this break. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. You can find us on Facebook. Look up Destination Health on the Audio Road Network. We'd love to have you as a member there. Uh, Kim, you know, I, I love that page. We have so many really good members posting, you know, recipes and tips and ideas. Um, so I encourage people to, to go over and join that page. There's a lot of great information there. Yeah, they're fabulous. What a great group. 
Yeah. What do you say we get to some calls? Sounds good. All right. Let's go to Nebraska. Diane, oh, welcome to the program. Yeah. She's on the yes. Phone. Yes. Hello. Hi there. Kevin? Yep. Hi. Hi. I, I talked to you two weeks ago about my husband. He had uh, shingles a year ago, and he's still doing dealing with the after effects of the shingles. There, there are the nerves in, around his eye are still giving him trouble. So you uh, said to put him on a clean diet for a couple of weeks, and then you would talk about a detox. So how how did he change? What what has he been eating like the last couple of weeks? Um, mostly whole foods, all whole foods actually. Uh, okay, good. Uh, he's he uh, yeah vegetables mostly all raw, pretty much raw, and. Uh, um, so drinking lots of water. He does supplement, use supplements too. Now, what kind of supplements? Well, quite a variety, actually. Yeah, um, that that could be a problem. Um, you know, part of the problem with our our supplements is there's so many, and then you get you know combinations and formulas and and. Sometimes the supplements themselves can actually cause problems if they're not used properly. So, you know, most of the time supplements aren't necessarily dangerous. They're way safer than drugs. But, you know, there's lots of supplements that can help in one case and actually make things more difficult in another. So I'd like Mm -hmm. to... If, if we were going to work on a detox, I would have to see we, I don't need it right now, but I would have to see a list of what those supplements uh-huh. are. Some of them may be wonderful, but some we may need to quit. Um, so would, has he noticed any would, real differences in the way he feels? Pardon me? Has he noticed in question, these couple of eating cleaner? Has he noticed, is he feeling any different? He says he's feeling very well. Uh, you know, somewhat better, I'm assuming, from before he started the clean diet. He hasn't okay. been on a real bad diet, you know, but uh, he cleaned it up, you know, since you requested that. Good. Okay. So what we would do next is in order for uh-huh. us to get an idea of where he is, you know, is it, are we in a good place to detox yet or not? And what are the real issues we need to focus on with him? I would want him to fill out our, our NutriQ questionnaire. It's free. It doesn't cost anything. We, we do, uh, you know, kind of a one-time evaluation free. But it really tells okay. us exactly where we are. You know, does he have any blood sugar control issues? Is he having digestive issues? Is there – my guess is where he's going to score very high on immune system. Uh, but, I, but rather than guess, because that's all I'm doing right now, we don't need to guess. We have this tool that will tell us because shingles is, is an overloaded immune system. I mean, almost everybody walking around had chicken pox at some point in their life, which means they have the shingles um, virus. It, it's with them the rest of their life. You can't get rid of it. But for most uh-huh. people, it doesn't show up. What we've been seeing, though, lately is a real increase in the number of people who will end up with shingles. It's not that the virus is there because we know there are people who have the virus and never get shingles. So what is it? It's having the 
virus and then our immune system gets so overwhelmed that we can't handle that virus and then the shingles show up. So my guess is that he's going to score pretty high on immune system, but we also want to see where he is on digestion, blood sugar control, uh, mineral balance, some of those things so that when we go to detox, we know we're doing it right. Because I can tell you the one thing I, I would watch out with shingles and trying to do a detox is if you do a detox and, and your body's not ready, if the detox pathways aren't clear, all you do is move the toxins around in the body and it could yeah. easily just trigger the shingles again. We certainly don't okay. want to do that. So what I would have right. him do is go to our website, go to letstruck.com, and you will see the free NutriQ assessment. And we send okay. you an email with a link, you log in, you answer all these questions, and then we can work from that assessment. Okay. Okay. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Kevin. We'll start You're there. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's head off to Ohio. Herschel, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kim. Hi, Herschel. Well, uh, today? on your... Well, on your freeze-dried idea, I would be interested in looking into it, but I'm a dumbass. I still can't make mayonnaise. I bet I got $50 out in oil and stuff trying to make it, and all I get is slime, so I give up on that. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is, I, I promise you, have been experimenting with this. This is easier than making mayonnaise. You know, I said you have to pour boiling water in. It really doesn't have to be boiling. It can be warm. It could be cold. The food will actually rehydrate with cold water, but you're going to be eating cold food. So, but it's really that simple. I mean, all you have to do is open the pouch and pour in some liquid. Now, if it's hot, that then reminds, you a meal. That reminds me of the back in the day, the heater meals. You remember those? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and first, that, one, that's, first one of them I did. That thing started steaming and smoking and scared the snot out of me. I opened the door of the truck and throwed it out in the parking lot. It scared me to death. I was going to burn my truck up. <laughs> well, speaking of which, I have looked at that technology as well. If somebody didn't want to, say, have a little stove or a little microwave or they couldn't, some company drivers just don't have the option to have some of those things in their truck. Then there are some other possibilities I've been looking at. The little propane camp stoves might be an idea. Obviously, you have an open flame there. You better be careful with that in the truck. But the other option is using the same uh, technology as like the MRE heaters. So MREs come with little heaters, the little chemical you know, tabs, and they heat it up. So I'm looking at some possibilities. So if somebody had nothing in their truck, no microwave, no way to even heat water, we could still do it. So we're looking at some of those possibilities. Well, my question for you today, I was talking to my son this past weekend. He's 22 years old, six foot, 250. He's a big old hoss. But he was telling me that in the morning, virtually every morning, he wakes up and he can hear his stomach just boiling and carrying on. And he said he actually has an ache even in the scrotum. He said it Sometimes it's pretty tough to even walk to the bathroom. And he has to go, number two, of course. And he says all that pain and boiling and stuff goes away. And every time that boy eats, between 15 and 30 minutes, he's got to make a trip, sometimes a second trip within an hour, 
after eating. And then he told me something. I said, well, you got to quit eating that garbage. He said at McDonald's, sometimes he has to go before he even finishes it. That's why well, you shouldn't eat that anyway. Sounds okay. to me like a gallbladder that's not handling fats, you suppose? I don't know. Uh, that's possible. It could be any of the digestive issues. It could be weak stomach acid, poor bile flow in the gallbladder. It could be some SIBO. Um, if he were to go to the doctor, I guarantee they will diagnose him with some form of IBD, IBS, which is irritable, irritable bowel syndrome, irritable bowel disease, um, IBSD, which is irritable bowel syndrome with diarrhea. I mean, they're going to label him with one of those, um, or possibly he could be suffering from Crohn's. Now Crohn's is a, an I want to say an easier diagnosis because in order to diagnose Crohn's, they actually go and look for damage to the intestines. So irritable bowel is normally diagnosed just by symptoms. And he has all the classic is, symptoms of irritable bowel. But the next his, level of that uh, is Crohn's. Go ahead. His, his grandma on his mom's side has Crohn's. Is that a genetic thing that passes on or no? I don't know. I don't believe it is. I believe that it, it tends to, it, when it runs in families, it tends to be more lifestyle than genetic. Families tend oh, okay. to eat in the same way many times. So there could be a genetic component to it. But really, I don't look much at genetic components anymore. Um, we, we look more at diet and lifestyle because they are either the cause or the cure. Almost always both. The diet and the lifestyle is the cause of the problem. And the right diet and the right lifestyle will be the cure of the problem. And I just kind of ignore genetics. Um, there are only a couple cases where genetics really play a role in much of this. Stick around. We'll be right back. And uh, Herschel, I'm going to come back to you after the break because I have some ideas. We'll be right back. Stick around. Kevin Rothbard. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking with Herschel in Ohio. So, Herschel, this, this is 100% diet related. And the last thing he wants to do is get involved with the medical system on this one. The drugs that they prescribe for these are horrendous. Uh, if it's Crohn's, I kind of doubt that it is. If it's Crohn's, they're going to put him on biologics and drugs that suppress the immune system and cause all kinds of other problems. If it's IBS or IBD, they're just going to give him stuff to cover up the symptoms, which actually makes things a lot worse. But he can fix this pretty quickly with a, a in this one, I would, I, I would look at a GAPS diet first, which is a very um, gut healing diet. So he would be doing a lot of the bone broth. I would recommend IPS. 
um, the collagen gelatin, all the things that we would do for gut healing, good probiotic probably starting in the second week or so, and, and probably 30 to 60 days of gaps. Get him through those first couple stages, and then he could probably transition to a really good paleo diet, and this would go away. Herschel? Sounds like he's there. Yeah. Herschel. Yeah, that's his background noise. I'm not sure why he wasn't hearing me. Um, I'm going to have to try to come back to you, Herschel. Hopefully you got that. Uh, Kim, you know, that that group of symptoms is becoming so common. Mm -hmm. it, it, it is our diet that is literally mm -hmm. just destroying our digestive system. You know, and it might be for his benefit, actually, that he's having these such strong symptoms now so he can address them. Um, you know, you and I had had a, a person we were working with that's young who um, knows that this lifestyle right now is going to affect down the road, but he's not quite ready to deal with it now because he doesn't want to. But yet, you know, it, 10, 5, 10 years, it's just, it's, you know, all of us that are older are kind of shaking our head at that thinking, oh, you want to shake him and say, get a hold of this now. So that's why um, it's kind of good. Maybe hopefully it'll be bad enough that we'll make him want to do some, um, yeah. some good yeah. healing. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So let's go to Virginia. Mike, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Uh, thanks for taking my yeah. call. Um, just a quick question. This uh, freeze-drying thing, I'm really interested in that, but uh, are you saying freezes in frozen and the food is not, doesn't need to be refrigerated? Oh, it absolutely doesn't. So what happens when you freeze-dry it? it? It gets frozen during the process and then brought back to room temperature. The, the process, and this is why it's not as popular because it's so energy-intensive, it, it's a 24 to 36 hour cycle for each batch of this. And it uses a lot of energy to do it. So that's really why I think this has never been really popular because it's time intensive, energy intensive. But in, in our case, the, you know, when we, like I outlined the problems and what this would solve, I think it makes a lot of sense. But the way it works is the food is frozen to, below minus 40, I think, in this machine. And then as it's being brought back to temperature, all the moisture evaporates out of it. And then the machine is like a giant vacuum. So it sucks all the moisture out over this long period of time. When you're done, the food is back to room temperature and that's the way it stays. It does not need to be refrigerated, frozen, nothing. It's just, it's sealed package and they put in what are called oxygen absorbers. So you open up the package, you throw away that little packet that was there to absorb any extra oxygen and that's it. And this food has been, I mean, they say a 20 or 25 year shelf life. I've seen examples where they have opened packages of this stuff that was 50 years old and they eat it and it's just fine. Yeah. I don't think you can go wrong with that. The the question really is just the economics part of it. I mean, it really is. And, and that's I, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I've got to go do the research and the numbers. And there's not a, yeah. there isn't anybody really doing it yet. So it's not like I can even go study somebody else's numbers. 
I've got to work through this. And, and again, my goal would be if we could provide a, one of these high quality freeze dried meals in a pouch at about the same price as it would cost you to eat at the truck stop, I think that would work. Yeah, I mean, if you got the economics part of it, you could have it distributed on all the flying days on TAs, <laughs> you know. So that would that would, yeah, that yeah, would that be would, an awesome product. Yeah, yeah, that would be obviously the next evolution. In the beginning, we would ship direct, but you're right. If that if this works, yeah. then you know, have it available at the truck stops would be awesome. Yeah, I mean, our biggest problems on the road is not just. Uh, the availability of the food, many of us don't even know what to eat. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> you I know? didn't even mention that one. Yeah. I mentioned, you know, storage, availability, you know, convenience, cleaning, appliances. I, there's a lot of issues. And and when I looked yeah. at them and I looked at this freeze-dried idea, I thought, my God, it solves all of those. You bring up another one. People don't know what yeah. to eat. You know, we, we try to describe it. We try to offer recipes, but it's still confusing you know, who wants to have to figure out, was that 70% fat? How much protein? That's a lot of work. But if we could say, yeah, and here's, here's a keto meal, it's 75% fat, 15% protein, 10% carbohydrates, and it's clean. You're done. Just actually, eat it. The, actually, the biggest problem, and you probably know this, is even if you know what to eat, Finding it out there is so difficult, and even when you find it, there's so much clever advertising that these guys are right. fooling you with this and that, and you end up buying even the wrong thing even when you know what to buy. <laughs> even know? when you're trying. Because of what's right. available, you know? Yeah, there's, right. There's so much yeah, clever advertising when... on these foods. It's unbelievable. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely correct, and that is what has led us to this point is that we, we listen to the marketers. They're good at what they do. I mean, they control the airwaves anyway. So um, back to my question. So here's the scenario. <clears throat> We're in our 50s. Our last kid is about 10 years old. And so we, in order to avoid getting any unwanted pregnancies, my wife has had um, something called an IU, um, uh, IUD. IUD. Um, yes. And, IUD. Uh, but after in 10 years, you have, yeah. you have to take it out. Right. The doctor recommends you have to take it out and you can put back one in. And so it looks like it's my turn. <laughs> and, okay. Uh, one of the options that has been thrown around is a vasectomy. And, uh, you know, I'm trying to avoid uh, any surgical procedures if I don't have to. So we're looking at options. I'm just wondering, have you ever come across it or even ever considered it? Um, yeah, and I've done some research, and you know me. I'm, I'm obviously not big on medical procedures either. I don't think we should be in cutting and taking things out. But honestly, after doing all the research, there doesn't seem to be much of a downside. The, the vasectomy seems to be one of the safer medical procedures. I, I've done a bunch of research. There doesn't seem to be any you know, major downside that's very common to this. So you know, of all the things as far as medical procedures, this is one that I just don't see a lot of harm. In fact, when you look at all the options that are available, and, and they almost always fall on the woman, it, none of them are good. You know, the, the IUD still affects hormones. The, certainly the pill affects hormones. So there are a lot of problems with birth control for women, clearly. 
And I think for the man, the vasectomy is, is probably the least problematic. That's good to know. So how does it work exactly? I mean, does it stop you from ejaculating or does, how does it work? No. No, not at all. There, there's, there's a, uh, I forget the name of the, like a tube kind of, um, that the, the semen itself flows out. That is just cut and tied off. I mean, it, it's a very, very simple procedure. And it, that's all it stops is just the semen itself. Oh, okay. So the sexual experience and all that is not really affected. It, nothing's affected at all, right? Okay. Okay. That's good to know. I appreciate your help, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's head off to California. Jason, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. How's it going? Uh, Kim. Hey, you know, Jason, Hi, Jason. I, I just realized we're almost at the end of the show. So I, I'm going to hold you over till our next show. I don't want to have to rush this um, because I won't have a chance to bring you back at, after a break. But we'll do it on the, the next show. So, uh, Kim, anything you want to wrap up with? Mm, um, no, I don't think so. I just want to keep people, you know, we're on track with all the nature cues. And it's been fascinating. And people have coming up with really good questions. And you know, empowering them for the next step. So if you haven't taken it, um, please go ahead and submit it. We're getting them out almost as fast as they're coming in. Yeah, excellent. And and that's a great point. Are, we are caught up on the free NutriQ assessments. So um, head on over to the website. It's a great place to start. Doesn't cost anything. And we will tell you where you should be focusing on uh, to get the most benefits out of this. So Thanks, Kim. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today, and we'll see you next show. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford. All right, we're going to do another hour. Here we go. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. You can also follow us on Facebook look up Destination Health on Audio Road. My co-host is Kim Cockerham, the show where we take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. You can ask about food, nutrition, fitness, diet, lifestyle, training, supplementation, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We're going to get to those questions in just a little bit. Kim, welcome back. Hi, glad to be here, Kevin. We have a great announcement, too, for everyone. We do. <laughs> yeah, the uh, the monkey brittle is uh, back in stock. So we've had uh, 
people patiently waiting. It flew off the shelves when we first got it. And Lisa just sent me the note. Um, we even had a member that, you know, wanted you to share a little bit about, you know, you guys teaming up with Monkey Brittle and what a great uh, quality product it is. You know, it, um, it, I, I love the story. I love the, the company and, and what they do. It's a, a husband and wife and, and Amy um, is really into really clean and a lot of raw food. And, and monkey brittle is a raw food. Now, in order to be called a raw food, the, the components really can't ever be heated up past, I think it's 115 degrees. There's a specific number. I think it's 115. And the idea behind raw food is that all of every bit of nutrition is still there. The enzymes, the bacteria, the vitamins, the minerals, the nutrients, everything is left intact. So there's a real play. There are some people who eat a full raw food diet. I'm not real wild about that. I like the idea. Raw food certainly has a place in your diet. You should be incorporating raw foods. And, and that's nothing different than, say, you know, eating broccoli without cooking it. You know, taking broccoli and eating it with it, that's a raw food. You know, and we need to incorporate some raw foods into our diet because without them, we don't get those enzymes and some of those other factors that are really healthy. So I, I like a mix, you know, raw vegetables, cooked vegetables, fermented vegetables. When you get all three, you get very different um, benefits. So mixing them up. In fact, there are a lot of people that believe it is why humans evolved the way we did. Once we learned how to cook food, but we still ate raw food. And, and we were really the only animal on the planet that did that. And there are people that believe our brain evolved to be as complex and you know, uh, powerful as it is because we were able to eat both raw and cooked foods. So uh, she's really into the raw foods and she just makes awesome and Monkey Brittle was one of them. And um, Lisa, it, the, the product actually kind of went away. Uh, for them to provide it commercially was a struggle. They were either going to have to grow bigger um, or stop producing it. And they actually stopped producing it. And Lisa went back to them and convinced them to make it just for us. So we are the only place you can get this product. And it's just there's five ingredients and three of the five are different nuts. So it's basically bananas, raisins, and three different kinds of nuts. That's it. It's raw, no other additives. Um, so we just love it. And obviously everybody else does too, because it flew off the shelves last time and people are just waiting to reorder more. So we've got it back. In fact, I'll be uh, heading out right after the show to go pick it up. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it, it's kind of cool. You know, they, 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 to make a batch of monkey brittle, I'm going to get a, a batch today. To make a batch takes 400 pounds of bananas. Incredible. Yeah. So this is really cool to see how um, real the food is and the connection with you guys and them and bringing it to us. It's just, it's just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Very cool. So we're excited about that. So, yes, that is back in the store. Uh, what else did I want to talk about today? Um, I'll just throw out again in case um, we, we talked about this on the last show, but along those same lines of food, 
we're looking to really solve the problems that drivers face when it comes to food on the road. And we've identified all the problems, access to really good quality food, you know, trying to buy grass fed um, and pastured meat and keep it in a truck is really difficult. You know, you don't have any freezer space, so that limits the amount of time and the amount you could carry. Very little refrigerator space. So it's not like you can stock up before you leave. You can only carry so much with you. Getting it on the road is difficult. So we know the problems of storage and shelf life. And, and then you throw in the problems of, you know, what appliances do you have to cook? Cleaning up is, is a hassle on the road. So when we list all of the problems that drivers face, and then one of our callers pointed out another one, is that some people still just don't know how to eat paleo or keto. They, they don't know which foods really are good for them yet. So when I look at all those problems, um, and I've been doing research on how do I solve these? You know, what, what could we do? Is there something on the market already that would solve this? Because if there is, we would prefer to just partner with somebody. Um, but I looked around and there's nothing. There really isn't anything on the market that would solve these problems. And I thought, well, our motto and our goal here at Let's Truck has always been, once we identify a problem, we'll shop the market. If we find the solution, we'll bring it to you. If we don't find the solution, can we create it? Uh, you know, the scan gauge. Um, there was no solution on the market. We created it for profit gauges or accounting software. I looked at all the accounting software. I thought it was horrible. I, I couldn't recommend any of it. So we created our own. Uh, fuel gauges, our fuel mileage tracking. There was nothing like that for big trucks. We created it. This food issue, I've looked all over the market. Can't find a product or a company that can solve this. But I came up with some ideas on maybe we can. Um, I've looked at the technology of freeze drying food, which solves all of the problems we've outlined for a driver. It takes away all of those issues that you have trying to eat right on the road, um, right down to the fact that we would create the meals, so we would control the ingredients, we would control the macronutrient balance. So I, I love the idea. It does solve all the problems. The only thing I have to work through now is would there be enough demand for us to be able to do this? Because we're going to have to invest pretty heavily. We're going to have to invest in equipment and people and sourcing and packaging. And this would be a huge undertaking for us. Um, it, but if there's enough demand, we would do it. And then can I make it economically feasible? And my goal, and I still have to go do all the numbers on this, my goal would be can we provide a very high quality freeze-dried meal in a pouch where all you do is open it up, pour in water, and eat it? You rehydrate it, you eat it. The quality is excellent. I've, I've already figured that out. Freeze-drying is amazing. Um, the shelf life is literally 20 plus years. So we have no, it doesn't need refrigeration, nothing. You can store it anywhere. It's light. Um, when it's put in pouches, it packs really easy. So it doesn't take up a lot of space. It really does solve a lot of problems. My goal would be, could I deliver a meal like that at roughly the same price as it would cost you to eat at the truck stop or eat out at a restaurant? And if I can, and there's enough demand, we may take this on. So what I'm asking for is feedback from people. If you call us on the air and you want to give us some feedback, I'd love to hear it. If you can't get through on the air, I'd love uh, if you would send an email to support at letstruck.com. 
and give me an idea if this would be something you'd be interested in. What do you think? I, I think it's really cool. Now, I had read some place, um, because when you had brought this up, you you had mentioned it, and it's so funny. I love when you, you come up with good ideas, because you just get so excited in your voice, and the energy is so contagious. Um, so, and I had never really looked at it that much, but how well does fat freeze dry? So you were talking about the macros and stuff. Yeah, interesting um, thing. They, I, because when I was reading this, I thought, oh, you've got to be kidding me. There's two things you can't freeze dry. You can freeze dry almost every food. Mm-hmm. There's two things you can't freeze dry. Mm-hmm. Something that One of them we too, don't want. <laughs> I, yeah. One of them is too, something that's too high in fat, but they didn't really identify how that would work. And then the other one is something that's too high in sugar. Something They said you can't freeze dry jelly or jam. It's just way too high in sugar which is fine. We don't want that anyway. But the mm-hmm. fat, I got worried. But then when I started looking at me and, uh, you know, I'm going to experiment with a lot of this. But when mm-hmm. I looked at food, they were freeze drying, they one of the things they f- say freeze dries excellent is avocados. Well, that's oh, a wow. lot of fat. Nice. Yeah. 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 And I've seen, I think I've seen freeze dried. Well, I've certainly seen eggs um, and, and high fat foods. So, I don't know what that limit is. And I believe yeah. that even if we created a meal that was high in fat as a percentage, I think it's still going to work just fine. Mm-hmm. I, I, so, yeah, there, there are some limitations there, but I think when the fat is interspersed throughout the meal, I think you just can't freeze dry something that is fat, not, yeah. not just pure fat. But if you can do avocados, they're pretty darn high in yeah, fat. Yeah, absolutely. So... Yeah, so I'll keep doing the research, and I'd love to get some feedback from people. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We are talking about uh, an idea that we think might solve all, certainly a lot of the problems you face when you're trying to eat clean on the road. If you're trying to eat keto, or you're trying to eat paleo, or you're just trying to eat whole food, um, we have an idea. It's a pretty big project, so I'd love to get some feedback to make sure there's enough demand for an idea like this, and we may just take it on. Um, it, it would be freeze-dried meals in your truck. It would require no refrigeration, 20-year shelf life. All you do is pour in some water and eat it, uh, preferably hot water, but it actually works with cold water. You're just eating cold food. And we could provide very, very clean, healthy, nutritious meals. My goal would be to get it in line with the price of a truck stop meal. It may be a little more expensive than that. that, that I'd love to get some feedback. One, is there um, a demand? And if we could keep it at truck stop pricing or fast food pricing, 
would that be good if it went a little higher would you still be okay with that that's really what i'm down to i think i clearly freeze dried food solves all these problems is there enough demand and is there a, a way to make it economically feasible so um, i'd love to get some feedback again send an email to support at letstruck.com or anytime you're on the air with us here please let me know if you have a uh, some ideas about that kim what do you think we get to some calls yeah that sounds great all right let's head off to california jason welcome to the program hi kevin thanks for taking my call kim how are you this afternoon hi jason hello hey freeze-dried foods man i think it's a wonderful idea i i would be interested in buying some and i drive the country in a custom sleeper with a convection microwave oven, freezer. I do all my shopping at Whole Foods. Um, there's just times where we don't have time to pull over and uh, spend 30, 45 minutes cooking a meal. Um, yeah. I would, I would love to have some of those just on hand, you know, for those times to be able to throw some hot water in it and go. So, I mean, yeah, yeah you know, yeah, you know, I'm I'm with you. When I'm in my coach, I have a full kitchen, I have a pantry, I have everything I need to cook in the coach. There's just some times I don't have time. You know, there are days when I'm driving, we're doing the show, we're working. There's no way I have time to make a meal. I would want some of this. Absolutely, absolutely. I really like that. Well, idea. Thank I mean, you. I even got about, I got six months of freeze dried foods at home just for. You know the apocalypse if it ever happens. So, I mean, I, I love the freeze dried idea. You know, I, I eat them at home every once in a while when I don't feel like cooking. So, having something organic, keto, high fat, you know, I think that would be awesome. Okay, great. Thank you for that. Yeah, uh, I was calling because my cousin was recently uh, diagnosed uh, with a it's a non cancerous pituitary tumor. Um, it's been really affecting his, uh, you know, his hormones and, I mean, just his way of life every day. And I didn't know if a keto diet or something like that would be beneficial for him. Um, I know the doctors were trying to prescribe him a bunch of medications that would supposedly reduce this tumor. Um, but all the side effects that came along with those prescriptions, it, yeah. I mean, it, it was pretty, almost not pretty worth nasty. doing. Yeah, pretty yeah. nasty. So, um, yeah. does he have any other health issues? Like, is he trying to lose weight? Does he have any blood sugar issues? Anything else going on that you're aware of? No, no health issues at all. Uh, he doesn't take prescriptions. He's not on any meds or um, okay. barely. He's overweight. He is overweight, and he could use some uh, lose some weight for sure. And okay, and the reason I asked that. The reason I ask that, there are two diets that could really help the pituitary, and that would be a paleo uh, and a keto. Both would really help the pituitary issue. We've seen lots of examples of this where tumors disappear, um, they shrink, the symptoms go away, and it's it, with no drugs, just diet and, and maybe some lifestyle, but mostly diet. And, and if he's got some weight to lose, then I would say have him do keto first. Because keto is just awesome at weight for weight loss. And then when he gets to his weight goal, then I would start to transition to a more paleo. And when we say that transition, there are some people who, if they start increasing their carbs and going more paleo, will start to gain weight again. And if they do, then I say, well, then go back to keto. You know, get your macronutrient balance so you stay at the weight you're at. 
I've been able to go pretty paleo and sometimes even up to 100 grams of carbs a day and not really gain any weight back. So it's, it's really individual, but I would say start with keto because for the most part, keto alone is going to be fairly clean. You know, it doesn't really address the quality of the food, but you can't eat processed food on keto. It just doesn't work. So you, you clean up your diet, even if you're not eating grass-fed and pastured and organic, it's still way cleaner than most people are eating. Then if you transition to paleo and you do start to focus more on grass-fed and pastured and organic and, you know, nutrient-dense, both of those diets are going to be very good for him. Um, you know, if he wanted to, he could certainly go in and do our NutriQ, our assessment, and it may identify some places where we could tweak that. But without doing anything, if he were to start eating keto, I, I virtually guarantee he's going to see improvements in pituitary. Okay. Uh, do you know anything about tur turmeric? Uh, I've read a study uh, that somebody had used turmeric or turmeric paste uh, on a rat that had a pituitary tumor and it got, it went away with that. Um, turmeric is the, um, yeah, turmeric is the nutrient of the year right now. Mm -hmm. um, it, it, so I'm, I'm cautious because these are the things that people latch onto. Here's what I'll tell you. If he keeps eating the way he's eating and he takes turmeric, he probably isn't going to see any results. Turmeric is a very powerful food. Um, turmeric is what makes mustard yellow. And turmeric is in a lot of Indian food. We don't use a lot of turmeric in American food other than mustard. Um, but it is a really powerful anti-inflammatory. They do believe it has anti-cancer properties. But again, I, I'm just a believer that if you don't clean up the diet, don't bother with all the miracle supplements of the week or the day or the year. I, I just don't think you're going to get results. But if he okay. cleans up his diet, then I would say adding turmeric every day um, it, it, as part of his diet, whether you put it, you can put some in your bulletproof coffee. It's got kind of a strange taste. Some people like it. Um, there are certainly, you can put it in dishes. Um, it, yeah, adding it then would be a good thing. There clearly are some medicinal benefits to turmeric, but it, it's like many things in marketing. They're going to get overhyped. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. Okay. Thank you All right. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. Let's head off to Louisiana. Javin, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. How you doing? Hi, Javin. Uh, um, my wife, um, every time she eats anything except for a salad, she gets nauseated. Um, and then she got to go to the doctor this Friday to have a sonogram. Uh, the doctor was saying he thinks she might have uh, gallstones or uh, if it show up, they might have to remove a gallbladder. Is there anything in your store that you would recommend? Um, the first thing I would recommend, again, is to have her do the NutriQ assessment. It, it just gives okay. us so much more information. Now, I can tell you that she would see improvements by using the um, – I would probably recommend the hydrozyme. 
Um, she could use any of the supplements that have hydrochloric acid. We have several of them in there. The hydrozyme, though, would probably be best. But by doing the Nutri-Q, we would have even more information to know which one of the, the different hydrochloric acid supplements would probably be better for her. And the Beta Plus. I think if she were to go through one round of those, she's going to see improvements. And if there are gallstones and it's not an immediate emergency, and it doesn't sound like it is with her, then I would say, no matter what the doctor says, um, get a second opinion. And as long as it's safe for her to hold off on the, the gallbladder surgery, I would do everything possible to save the gallbladder. And those two supplements will go a long way, but she would still really want to clean up her diet. Okay, because she um, only eat like uh, a lot of vegetables, a lot of salads, and she don't well, eat my a guess lot of is, carbs and stuff. But my guess is she also eats low fat. Oh, yogurt. If that's low fat, she eats a lot of yogurt and a lot of seeds and nuts, organic seeds, almonds. Uh, nuts and, and seeds are, are good then. Maybe, maybe she's not afraid of fat. That That's not a bad thing. My guess is then we just need to get her her, her digestive system jump started, get the, the stomach acid stronger, get the gallbladder working right, get the bile flowing properly, and she'll see a lot of improvement. Okay, because she, she did um, uh, something where she had to drink a gallon of, uh, I forgot uh, what they call it, but I was going to go on the website and get the uh, ADB5 Plus. Don't get the ADB5 Plus yet. Let me come back and we'll talk about that in a second. Yeah. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. My co-host is Kim Cockerham. We're talking with uh, Javin in Louisiana. So Javin, this is why I would rather have her fill out the NutriQ. It's free and it will point us in the right direction. The ADB5 is mostly for adrenal support. And I have no idea whether she needs any adrenal support or not. I mean, I, I don't yeah, have any... She's tired a lot. She feel drained. Yeah, like but that... Yeah, and, and, and that could be adrenals, but it could be three or four other things, too. It, and the Nutri-Q will point that out for us. So we won't be guessing. You won't be wasting your money on supplements she doesn't need. And we can drill down to the supplements that are actually going to work for her. Um, okay, so, what about that acid stronger on your website? Yeah, you those are, those are, there are three supplements I can virtually recommend for everybody. Actually, there's four on our, our um, the 
any of the hydrochloric acid supplements, so the betaine, the hydrozyme, if it says for you know hydrochloric acid, virtually everybody benefits from those. The beta plus or the beta TCP, either one, they're both for gallbladder support. Virtually everybody benefits from those. Um, uh, Biodol 7, which is our probiotic. I, I can't recommend that enough. Everybody benefits from that one. And the other one we don't talk about a lot um, is vitamin D. Just about everybody is vitamin D deficient. And we recommend that if, you're, if you live in a sunny climate, you know, take your clothes off and get outside more often and don't use sunscreen. But if you, do, if you live like where I live right now in the Columbia River Gorge, I haven't seen the sun in months. Um, so this time of year, I supplement with vitamin D. In the summer, I don't. I stop the supplementation and I make it a point to get outside with a lot of skin exposed every day. Um, but during the winter, I, I so those four I virtually recommend okay, to anybody. The, it was biocarbazine forty. That's the other one you said. I got beta plus TCP acid strong and beta team plus HP. Uh, and you said the other one was biocarbazine Bio forty. Is no, that the one? no, no, biodolph, biodolph seven. That's the probiotic. Oh, biodolph seven. But again, um. Before you order any of those, really take the time to fill out the NutriQ because we, we will be able to target what you really need. I don't want you wasting money and wasting her time. And this is a case where we can really target the supplementation. And I, I like that much better than the shotgun approach. Let's just, you know, a lot of people with supplements, they just take a bunch of stuff. This is supposed to do that. That's supposed to do that. I, that approach most of the time just doesn't work. But if we take a very targeted approach, we identify what is really going on, and that's what the NutriQ does, you're going to find much better results and you're not going to waste your money. Yeah, Let's and like go I said, we're so up, sorry, real quick, just to Javin, um, just because it sounds like he's anxious to get started, but if, if they fill that out today, they'll get it today and we'll be able to get them, you know, get back to them today. So, It'd be a quick turnaround, and like you said, instead of just taking a shotgun and going grabbing a bunch, at least there'll be a plan. Yeah, I mean, the ADB5, we have no idea. Her adrenals might be just fine. Um, mm -hmm. So I, I don't want her wasting her money and taking that supplement if she's not going to need it. Uh, so yeah. the, the beauty of the NutriQ, one, it's free. We're, we're offering it free. And two, it will really identify what you should focus on. That way we're not wasting money and time and We'll get results. Let's yeah. uh, let's go to Minnesota. John, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. I really like your uh, freeze dry idea, and I can uh, get rid of my microwave and put my uh, coffee maker in here. Just take the K cup out of it and get my hot water. There you go. It, yeah, one you know one uh, Keurig machine, even the little Keurig. Yeah, and you can make your coffee, and you have the hot water for your food. It's ideal. Yeah, it was. It really sounds interesting. I'd be definitely would be interested in something like that. But then Thank you, you got your bulletproof coffee maker, and you got your uh, hot food. So that's yeah, all I had for you. Just idea clicked when you were talking about the hot water. So. Well, you know Thank that's you. a. Uh, well, thank you, because you're right. As long as you have an inverter in the truck, that one appliance, a coffee maker, 
You have your bulletproof coffee. You can use it to make hot water for your food. You're all set. So then we would still look for a solution for a company driver who isn't allowed to have an inverter at all. You know, what are the ways we can heat water in the truck without an inverter? So we, like I said, I've looked at some of the really what they call ultralight camping stoves. I love those. I think they're awesome. They are very, very small. They hardly use any fuel at all. They heat water up really fast. The only drawback um, is that the fact that it is an open flame, you know, that, that I wouldn't have a problem with it. I just, you've got to be careful with an open flame inside of a truck, but that would be one option. The other option is the, um, uh, the little meal heater tabs like they use in the self-heating MREs. I may experiment with those. So um, I love the feedback on the freeze-dried meal option. So again, if you can't get through to tell me on the air, send us an email to support at letstruck.com. Let's head off to Wisconsin. Jake, welcome to the program. Kevin, how are you guys doing today? Good. Okay. What's on your mind? All righty. Uh, I think that uh, they said that Kevin that uh, Kim was going to pull up my uh, NutriKey results here. I kind of need some help understanding them. Got I don't it. know. I, I got them. I just don't know how to read them. Yeah, and and that's that's awesome. And and one of the things we do on the free NutriQue assessment, we do send an email with the, some of the results and a couple recommendations. And because it's free, we can't really take it and help people off the air with this. It would be way too time consuming. But what we do say is if somebody gets through on the air, um, we will do it. It's kind of like an oil sample. Everybody will learn every time we do one of these. And that's our whole goal is to get people to understand this more. So the first thing I see, and, and this is really typical. We see this as a pattern. Um, and, and somebody's going to send me an email and say I'm sexist, but that's too bad. Um, <laughs> when I look at a NutriQ from a male, I look at it different than I do from a female. I don't know if it's a macho thing or what, but men tend to underestimate or underreport their symptoms. And women, you will see them right straight across the top on symptoms. Um, it's more common for that. And men, you'll look at it and go, no, oh, this guy doesn't need any help. He doesn't even have anything wrong. But we know better. So, Kim, don't are you starting to see this as well with all the... Absolutely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You look at, it's, really, it's really fascinating. Yeah. And, and we on the the functional evaluation that we do as an NTP where we there are points all over the body where we apply pressure to say directly to the liver or to certain um, nerve points um, there's all these functional evaluation points all over the body and you apply pressure to them and you ask for a pain reading back from the client you know zero to ten zero being you know I'm pushing, but there's no real feeling of pain at all. 10 being the feeling of like somebody would be poking their finger right into a fresh bruise. That, that's kind of the scale we use. And when you do men and women, you have to read them differently. Men, I think it's the macho thing. They will downplay it. They'll be saying three, three, three. And you can see they're in pain. You can see the look in their face and they're saying three. And with women, sometimes 
I mean, you're barely touching them and they're like 10, 10. Okay. <laughs> so you, you just read, there are exceptions to that, but you do see those patterns and we see it on the, the, the burden graph when we do it. So you don't have anything. You have one thing that's kind of jumping out as being pretty um, high on the charts, which is your essential fatty acids. That's not uncommon. Almost everybody um, scores bad on essential fatty acids. Uh, I scored bad on essential fatty acids after being on a high fat diet for a year because I realized I wasn't digesting those fats properly. Um, you've got some um, digestive issues, nothing horrible. Sugar handling isn't bad at all. Um, Vitamins, minerals, adrenals, pituitary, thyroid, eh, not too bad. You have some kidney and bladder issues. Um, so tell us about some symptoms. Like what kind of things are you feeling that you would like to see improved? Uh, the only thing that I was really looking for is just to try and drop some weight. And I've been doing that and I've been trying to do the keto thing, but I haven't been doing very well with it. Uh, because I I don't think that I'm getting into ketosis. Okay. All right. Let me get to a break. We'll come back. We will talk about that right after this. Stick around. We'll be right back with more stuff. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. Hey, Kim, Michael just sent me a message with a great idea. Um, we we're talking about, you know, if a company driver doesn't have an inverter, a microwave, no way of heating water in their truck, it's not quite as convenient. But every truck stop and convenience store with the self-serve coffee, they have hot water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good idea. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be all set. I mean, yeah, you have to walk inside. That's not a bad thing anyway. Get out of the truck, get a little exercise. So it, 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 with nothing in the truck, you, you're almost always parked somewhere that you do have access to hot water. So it really is starting to look like it would solve a lot of problems for a lot of drivers. Yeah, that's a good idea. And that's what I love about our tribe and everybody listening out there. Everybody has, you know, things they want to share yeah. that help. Yeah, very cool. All right. So we're going to go back to Jake in Wisconsin. So Jake, um, based on what you're telling me and what I'm seeing on the um, NutriQ, what I would recommend, first off, if you, like you said, you're trying to do keto, it's not really working yet. That's always the focus. Get get the diet right. Um, there are some things, though, that sometimes the supplementation will help you get the diet right. 
Because if you're eating keto and you're not digesting the fat well, you're not going to get into ketosis. You're not going to probably not going to keep doing it. So the two supplements I would recommend are the two we always talk about. For you, it would be hydrozyme, which is going to jumpstart the digestion, and beta plus, um, which is going to help you digest the fat. That's going to get you into ketosis, so you're going to see the difference. So when you start digesting well, I, that properly, then that's going to help you get into ketosis. I take the uh, beta plus. Uh, I take that every morning with uh, my bulletproof coffee. Uh, if I have, you know, a uh, like if I'm doing a fish dinner or something like that, fish for dinner, then I'll take one with that because you know fish is supposedly really high in the omega threes. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't really do it with lunch very much because I mean I I eat a lot of, you know. It, it would be considered crap. Uh, it's, uh, it's processed you know, foods and stuff like that that I eat for lunch. That, so I, you know, I'm not too worried about digesting those fats. <laughs> well, that, um, that's I also, probably stopping you from getting into ketosis. It, it only takes one meal a day to, to just knock you out. And processed food is the number one culprit. So, you know, what I would look at is, are, are, you, um, are you drinking the Bulletproof coffee? Yeah, I drink the Bulletproof coffee every morning. Uh, my lunch is usually, you know, either a couple handfuls of nuts. Uh, sometimes I'll do like a sausage. Uh, I'll throw that on a romaine leaf or something like that. And, or, uh, you know, meat and cheese. Just, you know, handful of cubed oh, meat that, and handful yeah, that of cheese. Yeah, that's fine. So, I mean, yeah, that, well, that's what I mean by processed foods, you know, like the sausages and, you know, oh, the summer oh, sausage is usually oh. my meat and, you know, well, well, it's those, not really no, that, the. That meal is high in fat and you do want to digest those. I mean, th th when in order to get into ketosis, two things have to happen. We have to, to starve our body of the glucose, the low carb part. But we also want to make sure it has plenty of fat, especially in the beginning. To, to kind of get the body used to digesting that fat. So I would say if you're eating nuts and seeds and sausages and cheese and things like that for lunch, you want to be taking the beta plus with those foods. Okay, so I can start doing that. Uh, I take the uh, BioDolph 7. I take one of those every night uh, with my dinner. And I tried to do the uh, beta teen plus. But I can't take those. I take one and it, you know, I, I get, you know, just a real uncomfortable pressure, like gassy type feeling right there at the bottom of my sternum. And try, I try, believe that you had said before that that's. Yeah, I would try the hydrozyme then. The hydrozyme is a lower because the, the fact that one is kind of tearing you up is is telling us that. You probably do need support in this area, but we're probably even the one is just too much from from that one. The hydrozyme is a lower concentration of the hydrochloric acid, but it adds other digestive enzymes in. So and again, that's why we and if I look at your NutriQ, your NutriQ is not recommending the betaine. It's recommending the hydrozyme. Okay. That, that's why. 
Yeah, that that's why we like the um, the NutriQ so well, because I can stand here and say, oh, yeah, take the hydrochloric acid. And for most people, it's going to work. But there are some people that have some issues that they will respond better to the hydrozyme or one of the other products. If we were doing the functional evaluation, the hands on, we would do the testing and we would know exactly which supplement to take. But this is the the you know the best we can do from a distance and it works really well let's go to california nancy welcome to the program nancy are you there Uh oh nancy i can barely hear you and you're breaking up is it better it's a little better try it again so hello and um I did take the NutriTest, and I do take Adderall. Um, I wonder if that would throw off a few of the things. And my main concerns about my health, because I have been eating healthy for like six years, not quite paleo. I'm kind of doing the paleo now to the best of my ability. But um, my hair, <laughs> if you could fix that, I would do the best on earth. Hair. Okay. And, um, and you said you did fill and, out the nutrient. And brain fog. Yes, I did fill okay. it out. Let me go find it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and while you're doing that, I'll address the um, the Adderall and some of the other things. So things like you know issues with hair and brain fog, clearly a sign that we need to get something right in digestion and food and diet. Uh, those are clear symptoms that there's still some place we need to improve. So it's good that you're eating healthy. It's good that you're eating more paleo because that will go a long way towards helping this. But this is where the NutriQ comes in because Mm -hmm. something is still going wrong and we need to target what it is. Now the Adderall, so you've got brain fog now. What would happen if you didn't take the Adderall for a week? How would you feel? Less, um, less energy, less, Motivation. I think motivation okay. and focus are the main two things that really help me. Okay. Um, because here's... Real quick, Kevin, let me get, I'm sorry, let me, okay. Nancy, what is your birth year in 1960? Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Because I want to get this over to Kevin. I think it'll answer some questions too. Okay. So clearly our goal would be to get you to the point where you don't need the Adderall. And, and trust me, I've taken Adderall. I know what it does. You feel amazing. You know, for me, yeah. there are things that I'm, I need to get done and I'm not very good at. I can't concentrate. Like writing for me is torture. If I take Adderall, it's so much easier. Um, but, I, but I know long term, that's not a good solution. It, it, those drugs are toxic to your body. All drugs are toxic to your body. The other thing you'll find with um, Adderall, Kim, I have not looked at her um, NutriQ yet. Um, I, I'm going to make a prediction before I look at mm-hmm. it. Is she pretty high on adrenals? Um, yeah, she's up in the high priority thing. And then yeah. right before oh. that, I think you'll see what, what you know, stuff we've addressed that usually uh, yeah, so, you would have so to. Right off the bat, I know that this is really hard on adrenals. 
Um, caffeine is, can be hard on adrenals, and Adderall is like caffeine times 100. I mean, it has similar effects. It, it's a stimulant, a very powerful stimulant. So it's hard on the adrenals. You're also having really extreme sugar handling and mm -hmm. essential fatty acids. This, this is where the brain fog's coming in. That's the sugar handling. The hair issues, that's the essential fatty acids. So the beauty of the NutriQ, it's why we love this thing. It, it is, you know, Kim, I have to hand it to the NTA because they, they I, yeah. This is an amazing <laughs> diagnostic tool. I mean, I love it's it when incredible. we do. She, she told us what's going on. And before I looked at the NutriQ, I had an idea of what it was going to show. Mm -hmm. And it absolutely, mm -hmm. having issues with your hair, well, you're off the charts on essential fatty acids. Um, the brain fog, you're off the charts on sugar handling. The Adderall, we can see it in the adrenals. I, you know, so the, this, it's so accurate and it's so helpful. Um, unfortunately, we're just about out of time. You would do really well on a keto diet for a while. So I, I would, and, and we need to support the adrenals while we're doing that. Um, but Kim has been doing a lot of research on going very low carb and still supporting the adrenals. And that's really what we would recommend. Um, and we can work with you on that in one of our programs. Um, give more all out of time again. Great show. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. With Kevin Thanks. Hey, before we go, I'm going to see if this caller's still there. Hey, Carl, are you there? Hello. Hey, I saw you had a comment about the freeze-dried food, so I just wanted to give you a chance to chime in with that. Yeah. Um, I, if you can find somebody to team with you on that, I would buy them in a heartbeat. And for the, for the drivers that don't have an inverter in the trucks, they make 12-volt coffee pots, and some of them actually work pretty good. That's right. But that's another – yeah, that's all we need. Yeah. That, yeah. As far as somebody to team with on it, why not the people that make the monkey brittle? They're, they already I, observe the same standards you talk about all the time. I think it would be a great match. I'm on my way to meet with her to pick up the batch of monkey brittle, so I'm actually going to talk to her about it. All right. Sounds like a match made in heaven to me. All right. Great stuff. Thanks for the feedback. Thanks, everybody. We'll uh, see you this weekend for the live show.